hello there, and welcome to the Praxis Podcast. In this second season of the Praxis Podcast, we're talking about discerning decisions, just how we follow the Lord's leading in the decisions we make, large and small, in our lives. And we have these conversations for the purpose of helping young people flourish in life and faith. So we're having some conversation around kind of the nuts and bolts, the how of discernment, and then on uh, these other episodes, we're just having conversations with different people, um, just kind of giving us case studies for what it's looked like for them to follow Jesus in their everyday life and some of the significant decisions they've faced. So today I am joined by my friend, Pauline Larcina. So Pauline, say hi. Hi. Uh, Pauline, why don't you tell us just a bit about yourself? Well, I'm Pauline Larcina. I work here at Three Crosses Church with the children's ministry. I'm My title officially is the early childhood director. So I take care of kids and families, nursery through kindergarten, and just part of the kids ministry team in general for everything that they do. Um, I am married, been married for 17 years. <laughs> I should know this. <laughs> um, and uh, with four kids, and we live in Castro Valley. Fantastic. Well, before we get too far into your story and the story you're going to share tonight, we have what we like to call the precious moment. And uh, this is just the moment that we take with all of our guests to uh, talk about something that's brought them joy recently. Maybe if you're just sitting here right now that you think about and it puts a smile on your face. Um, so maybe I'll go first since I just sprung this on you, Pauline, right before the podcast. Um <laughs> I think for me, that was something that maybe gives me a chuckle, is uh, in our house, you know, we uh, we do the tooth fairy, you know, like, and <clears throat> it's kind of tongue in cheek, you know, but, or tooth in mouth, I don't know you'd say, but, uh, <laughs> you know, my kids' teeth, and right now they're in the phase where I have three kids and they're losing teeth pretty regularly. All the time. Um, so... <laughs> Maybe this isn't my proudest moment, but as a parent, uh, you know, they'll lose a tooth and, you know, nights are busy, Pauline, you understand that. Like your kid's like, oh, my tooth fell out. And you're like, okay, cool. And then like they go to bed and you're, you're doing like all the stuff you couldn't do because your kids were asking you questions all day. You go to bed, you forget about the tooth fairy, right? <laughs> and so your kids come in and they go, the tooth fairy didn't come last night. And so I always go like, oh, uh, the tooth fairy must have been real busy yesterday. A lot of teeth. Uh, maybe you try again tonight. I, I think at one point I forgot like two or three times in a row. And then I, I gave her like $15 because I felt really bad. But last night, last night, my oldest daughter, her tooth fell out. And um, I said, oh, yeah, put that under your pillow. And I remembered I put a little something under her pillow and, um, and she received it. So that makes me laugh. That makes me smile a little bit. And uh, she was asking me about the Tooth Fairy today. I was like, oh, the Tooth Fairy came. That's great. She was like, is the Tooth Fairy in the room right now? And I said, if you want the Tooth Fairy to keep coming, maybe you shouldn't ask those questions. <laughs> so we just had a little uh, back and forth around the breakfast table today about the Tooth Fairy, and it was pretty funny. So that's my precious moment for today. Pauline, how about you? I love that you just share that story because I literally just put $5 in my son's pillow. <laughs> Like, Dang, last was, night, that was like three days late. <laughs> I feel like parents need to like have this understanding and like maybe uh, like tell kids it's not always going to come that that night. 
We should just do that. Yeah, I think we should just make people understand. Like, <laughs> hey, sometimes the, the tooth, the tooth fairy, tooth fairy, uh, she's a busy, <laughs> she's a busy person. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so um, if you want a little something, you better appreciate what you yes. get and not complain. Okay. <laughs> um, let me see. The first thing that popped into my head. I don't know. So it wasn't really too recent, but it just popped in my head. Now I can't get anything else in there. So <laughs> I'm just going to go with it. But I work with preschoolers to kindergartners and I do this message on Sundays for them. And one of these Sundays, um, my intern, Caleb, was going to do the message for me. Sure. So I went to introduce him. And of course, we're in a Christian church. There's a lot of Caleb's out there. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, and today, kids, Caleb's going to be giving us the message. And this little four-year-old <laughs> stood up with such confidence. <laughs> and he walked up on stage. Wow. And he was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's my time. I guess I'm going to give the message. <laughs> and I had to explain to him, like, oh, I meant the other Caleb. <laughs> but I just, honestly, I should have just waited it out and seen what he might have said. I was after that, I was really curious. He was ready to go. It was great. Yeah, I would have been genuinely curious as well. Like, hey, we had something else planned, but yeah. whatever you got to share today, I'd love to hear it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he had like no fear. He just stood up, went right up there. It was great. Love it. Well, with that, we can get into our conversation. Uh, as we mentioned, we're talking about discerning decisions. And um, Pauline, you... Um, like we all have had, have had moments in your life when you faced some significant decisions, and you're going to share about one today. So why don't you set the scene for us a bit? You know, what is the situation in mm-hmm. which you were kind of seeking, kind of you were at a place where you're like, I need God's direction here, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. I'm at a crossroads, I'm, I'm facing a significant decision, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. which way do I go? So yeah, set the scene for us. Okay. So I feel like this is probably the one that was the most life-changing so I felt like it was a good one to share. Um, uh, I have to start from the beginning. <laughs> uh, I was married in 2006. And then right after we had our first child. And then we had three after that. So boom, boom, boom. We have four kids. I decided from the beginning to stay home with them. And we were blessed to be able to be in a situation that I could do that. So I stayed with them through babyhood, toddlerhood, and my youngest was around preschool age where I was just feeling like something was missing. I was doing the routine. I was st- staying really busy. Like I wasn't like bored because there's always lots to do, um, taking care of the kids and helping with their school things and also like being very like part of the school community and like the parent club and stuff. So I was very busy, but I just felt like there there was like, a meaning in my life that was missing that went beyond just being there for my kids and my family. And so then it was strange because then I got this call from Austin Mm. and I guess my name had been dropped and they were looking for someone to fill that position in the children's ministry for the, they used to call it the preschool director. So talking about Pastor Austin, yeah, one of the people Pastor here on Austin staff. Foxworthy, Mr. Pastor Austin. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Pastor. <laughs> Continue. Yes. Um, so then he called me just out of nowhere and no one knows I'm wrestling with this. Right. It was actually kind of getting me a little down. Like I was doing my routine every day, dropping the kids off, doing the lunches, taking care of the little one, you know, and then um, he called me and 
it was almost like, Lord, what, <laughs> did you, <laughs> are you trying to tell me something? You know, like you just put this on my lap. And he basically said, would you be interested in working for the ministry and working for church? And my background, just letting you know, is I was a graphic designer. Like I'd never taught anything in my life. <laughs> wow. And um, wasn't a Christian until like pretty much I got engaged. So I've always felt like a new Christian. And um, even to that point, even though it was like 12 years later, but it was, it was still, I still felt like a newbie, you know, sure. people have been like growing up in the faith and that wasn't me. Um, and also I had no training whatsoever in like ministry. I hadn't done anything. Wow. I, I mean, I helped out in the kids ministry, you know, so that's how they knew of me and stuff. And I was trying to help out in church where I can. But so that was like the, the moment, like, whoa, I need to think about this, you know? Mm. So you're kind of a young mom. You kind of volunteered in the church a bit, feel kind of new, young in your faith, working as a graphic designer, staying at home. I mean, we were talking before this that you at one point were working for NASA, right? <laughs> yeah. um, as a rocket scientist. No, as <laughs> no. a like working... astronaut, astronaut, no. <laughs> And so you were working for NASA. Yeah, in the public affairs office. (laughs) Yeah. And then you're at home Uh and uh, you're just presented with this opportunity to Mm -hmm. do something that was, you'd never done before. Yes. Was really beyond and outside of your experience up to that point. Yes, for sure. But as you mentioned, there was something within you of like, maybe God has more for me, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously loving being at home with your family, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. investing in your kids, but maybe feeling a tug on your heart even before the call that mm-hmm. maybe there was something there. So I guess, how did you seek to hear from God in your situation? You're presented with this phone call out of the blue, Pastor Austin, mm-hmm. you're at home and maybe feeling like something stirring in you. Like, how did you go about trying to find clarity? Yeah. Um, so I went through many levels. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about it. <laughs> Lots of levels of things like, oh, no, this isn't for me. No way. I can't do that. I can't teach kids the Bible. I don't even know it myself. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know? um, also, um, you know, trying to think of it logically, like how's this going to look for my family? Like who's going to pick them up? Like things like that. Like how's it going to, how's it going to work? Um, then I even went to like Sarah Foxworthy who had the job in the past and met with her, spoke with her, trying to see like, hey, like what is this about? What would it require of me? Like, would I be the right fit for this? And, you know, looking to wisdom through others. Um, I went to my husband, of course, and he's great. And he was like, you could do this. You totally got this. Mm. <laughs> um, so he was very supportive, whatever I decided. Um, and then went to my small group community. So we had a really tight-knit um, life group. And we just did everything together. So we met once a week. And they prayed over me about this. And they were really mm. keeping me in their prayers about it. And just through through prayer, a lot of prayer, <laughs> um, trying to figure out like, God, is this where you want me to step into? Is this that void that I was feeling? And um, sure enough, I feel like that's what he was telling me. He was like, I think for me, I was trying to find as many excuses as possible <laughs> not to step out of my comfort zone because it's so easy to just be like, oh, I'll just keep doing the same old thing I'm always used to and that I'm comfortable with and not like trying to like do something that might challenge me more than I want to be challenged and that fear in that. So 
I think that's where I was like struggling. And I realized like, oh, why am I even doing this? You know, like God has this opportunity for me mm. and it's probably what I was asking for when, mm. <laughs> when I was missing that thing mm. that I was missing. And he was like, it's right here. It's right in front of you. So I think something that really clicked in how I was thinking about it and processing it and through my prayer was to make myself less and make him greater. Mm. And that idea that I was thinking about what can I do? What can I bring? What's lacking in me? What's mm. why? How am I ill-equipped for this? And instead, just letting go of that and saying, God's going to do all this. Mm. And I just have to be willing to step into it and let him take the lead, you know? Yeah, it sounded like there was a lot of pieces of discerning there for you. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of those key pieces was a lot of levels of community. It oh, sounded yes. like, you know, uh-huh, the small group sure. community you mentioned, the wisdom of other people. Mm-hmm. And... um and I think for me personally, something that makes me emotional, you just mentioned it briefly, but just your husband saying, you mm-hmm. can do this, yeah. you know, because sometimes that can be a big part of discerning is when mm-hmm. we have those insecurities. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. you were stating there, like, I think this <clears throat> this might be actually the answer to the prayer I, I had, you know, <laughs> right. or like something more. And like, but then I start getting into my head about it of like, here's all the reasons I'm unqualified yeah. here. And sometimes it's just people who know us well, what they see in us. Yeah, right to say exactly. you could totally do this and yeah. maybe part of that discerning is us just having other people tell us what they see that mm-hmm. maybe we're blinded to you know mm-hmm. or maybe because mm-hmm. of our own fears or insecurities we don't see and that that sure. affirmation then gives us the courage to step into an opportunity right for sure yeah my son was just talking to me about um they were speaking about Moses and Omega and how he was like, I can't speak well. Why are you going to ask me? You know, there are better people for this. But he, the big thing is like God can use anyone. And actually, most of the time, if you look at the Bible, he uses the people who are not equipped for it. Yeah. <laughs> the people who you don't think would be able to do it because then it honors him more, you know, makes him greater. So. Yeah. Yeah, I love that you referenced their kind of, the words of John the Baptist, basically. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that story because, yeah. um, <clears throat> you know, his John's disciples come to him and go, hey, don't you care? All your followers are going to follow this Jesus guy now. Like, mm-hmm. aren't you going to do something to kind of draw the attention back to you? Yes. And that's when he goes on. He has this whole incredible thing that he says. And one of those is he must increase, I must decrease. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and it's really just an, an understanding of what he's meant to do with his life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that is to magnify him. And if yes. that's, that starts in my home, that starts mm-hmm. with me as mom or, you know, dad in my case. Mm-hmm. And then God, if it's more than if you want me to magnify you in this mm-hmm. other place, like mm-hmm. I have a list of 20 reasons why I'm not qualified. I have my mm-hmm. fears and insecurities, mm-hmm. but God, if you truly other people see this in me and mm-hmm. you've given me this, this sense, this nudge, and people mm-hmm. are affirming this. And as people are in prayer for me, they're seeing it too, that maybe we can grab hold of that confidence and that prayer mm-hmm. that as I step into this, that God, I want you to increase. I want to decrease. And if you're going to be magnified in me taking this step, um, yeah. then I'm going to trust you. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's become my mantra now. <laughs> Anytime there's something that kind of scares me or makes me feel like I get that insecure feeling again. 
Um, I know recently I've been asked to join the on-call care team. Sure. And uh, anytime I'm driving to see somebody, I'm like, Lord, decrease me. Like you increase, you know. <laughs> Yes. And it's really just helped me like let him take over and just completely trust in him that he's got this. He's greater than any of our fears. So we don't have to hold on to that. Amen. Well, I mean, we've kind of said a bit about this, but looking mm-hmm. back over the process as a whole, maybe mm-hmm. how can you see God at work in your discernment process? You know, kind mm-hmm. of when you're in the midst of it, it's all unknown. It's just, you're yeah. like, I don't know. You know, yeah. but now that you kind of have this 2020, this hindsight looking back, where do you kind of see God in your process of discerning? Yeah. It kind of just, you just reminded me of this story. Um, I don't know. I, I can't recall all the details, but it's the story of this person and they're in the flood and they're praying, God save me from this flood. And then a boat comes and then <laughs> he was like, oh no, God's going to like do right. something. And then they leave and then a helicopter or something. Like there's yeah. all these like things that come to help the person. And then the person dies and he's like, God, how come you didn't help me? And he's like, I sent you the boat. (laughs) I sent you a helicopter, but you didn't take it, you know? So I felt like through this process that I was going through to figuring out like, should I do this? Should I not do this? Like, I felt like number one, the invitation was given, Mm. you know, and God was opening a door there. And then number two, like all these people around me were like, you should do it. You should totally like, I think you, you could do it. Like, you know don't hold back. Like this is the right fit for you. So I feel like, um, just hearing people and just hearing that, knowing that like God's like speaking through others, uh, really helped me to decide to do it. So then I just accepted the job, even though I was terrified the first day. (laughs) (laughs) And of course the first day, one of the teachers was like on stage asking the kids like, uh, Oh, and do you know all the names of the disciples? And then looked at me and like, Pauline should. Pauline, who are the oh, no. names? And I was like, I just started. <laughs> Putting you on blast on day one. Come on. But it's now. okay. Now, now I have a song for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got the, all it's the okay. books of the Bible song too. <laughs> yes, and too. Fruit of the Spirit. Oh, yeah. That, I have a good one for that one. Mm. Well, you know, I guess since making that decision or at that moment, mm-hmm. you kind of made it with fear and trembling, you know, not mm-hmm. knowing kind of looking back now, kind of how have you seen God work in your situation since you made the decision to um, step into this role? Oh man, I just feel so fulfilled Mm. by the job that I have and the ministry that I'm involved in. And um, I get so teary. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's just amazing seeing like kids um, just flourish and just hear that message about Jesus and they raise their hand and they they know the answers like some kids i'm like you should come up here and preach child mm, caleb <laughs> caleb's caleb ready <laughs> but um just being part of that it's been really um a blessing so so yeah and um it's really helped me grow too mm. as an individual and like spiritually and and it made me even pursue to go deeper into it and and go to school so now i'm in like um I'm in school for a seminary kind of, you know, like, so I'm learning about the Old Testament now. And like, so it's really helping me to grow for myself too and being part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't anticipating emotion for our conversation, (laughs) but I guess part of it is- I cry all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. If if people listen to the podcast, they know that already, (laughs) but obviously my youngest child is, uh, has been in your class 
Eden, oh, yes. my five-year-old, <laughs> and um, she's a real gem. And uh, we have some little family devotions at home. Mm-hmm. And she's just one of the first to volunteer to pray and uh, just to I see um, the little ones that Jesus says, you know, come mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he picks them up. He blesses them. And I just, I see in you an incredible passion for that ministry. And I think you do an incredible job. Oh, thank and, you. Um, and I think, obviously it's funny just looking back on it, you know, like, that's the point of the question of like at that moment I was like, yeah, is this it? You know? And then yeah. it's just a wonder, isn't it? To look back and go, this is what God had in mind for mm-hmm. me. I find a deep fulfillment um, in the impact that my ministry has. And also the impact that my ministry has on me. Oh, right? Yes. That <laughs> the was the surprise too. Mm-hmm. You know? Why did that surprise you? Um, because I didn't realize, like, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to be taking care of kids, like showing them Jesus. But I didn't realize how much it would be impacting me mm. and like how, how much growth I've had in the last uh, five years that I've been here. So it's really amazing. Praise God. Well, as we uh, land the plane on this conversation, maybe what's a piece of advice that you'd give to someone who's seeking to discern God's will. You know, maybe they are where you were, where it's like, mm-hmm. I was doing this, and then out of left field comes this opportunity. I don't know if I can do it. I don't feel qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What, what's something that you would say to someone in that position? I think it's something that I've been learning, too. Uh, we we are doing, well, we had, to, I had done that um, equipped to care for people um, class that Patty had started, and I'd done it from her previous um, session that she had. Okay. And something that really took away from that was we're, we're all basically (laughs) (laughs) ill-equipped. That's good news. (laughs) And it's okay because God is fully equipped. So we don't have to uh, feed into that fear that we can't care for this person because we, we don't know how, or we don't know the right words to say or anything, you know? I was a person who didn't want to pray in front of people. Like when you do the popcorn prayer and you're like, yeah. everyone's closing your eyes. I'm like, I'm just going to stay silent and let other people do it. <laughs> and then now I'm like, oh, what's, there's nothing to fear there. Like mm. God's got this. So he's greater than all of that. So not to lean into that, but to lean into him. Amen. So someone who's feeling ill-equipped, it's like, well, everyone is. <laughs> God has everything that we need exactly. to fulfill what he's calling us to. And then we find along the way that this is what he meant for me all along. And I just couldn't see it at the time. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Well, Pauline, thank you so much for hopping on the Praxis podcast to share a bit of your story. And uh, I know it's a blessing for many people who will find themselves, myself included, in those situations where we're faced with an opportunity and um, we don't feel like we have what we need. And just to be reminded that um, he provides. And um, we often we've seen that looking back and we'll see it again. So, Pauline, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Max. And thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in for this episode of the Praxis Podcast. We hope it was helpful and a blessing to you in your walk with God. Talk to you soon.